Pickaxe. <laughs> He's going to do it. I, I, I've got my head is completely empty right now. That's all I have to He's say. Gonna... If he's going to drop this cold open all over the floor. Oh, God, please, no. No, we can't do that to the people. I mean, I'm just disappointed that I said blobby babalooney while we weren't recording. I know. (laughs) Do you want to do it again and we'll pretend? Yeah, yeah. This could be the cold open now. We could be in it if you like. Or, this is, is it not? Well, who's to say what is and what isn't a cold open? Oh, you mean you'll pretend that I know? Okay, I see. Right, okay. Hello? Hey, guys. Yes? Uh, yeah. I, I see that the thread that we have done today for this episode begins with a picture of a uh, Mr. Blobby helium balloon. Mm. Oh yeah, it's inflatable. Good, isn't it? uh, yeah. <laughs> more like more like Blobby Babalooney. Am I right? Oh <laughs> my god, he's only fucking done it. Oh. oh, how do you come up with those, Peter? Was that Jesus. off the cuff? It was off the cuff. Yeah. Oh my word, I fucking it's love that. Truly so an honour to have you part of this group. It, oh. Hey, Peter, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, that's thank all right. You. You're welcome. Everyone, thank you, Peter Austin. Thank <laughs> you, Peter Austin. Austin. There we go. Thank, thank you, Peter Austin. <laughs> I don't... Do we need to talk about anything else at this point, or should we just play the music? I don't really know. Why not? Yeah. Well, what else could we add? Go for Run it. the tune, I guess. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. Vidiots, Vidiots podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three ers, where everybody brings a thing along to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, I stole your words there, Ben. It's you that says hello first. I tell you what, that's okay. <gasps> Whoa. And that is okay. That's okay. I'm actually all right with it. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought I changed. Good. Well, didn't think I'd change things up a bit. I just changed things up a just, bit without just, thinking. Just a renegade over there, Peter. Do you want to say hel- hello as well? No, I, you know, I'm not going to say it at all, actually. And that's oh. how I'm changing it up. I'm oh, just going to. I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> what an unpredictable podcast, uh, Michael. I understand you've been having some minor issues this evening at the time of recording. Yeah, all self-inflicted though, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Just. Uh, God, well, two days ago, I, I was getting angry at my computer because it was so slow. So I, I dropped a lot of money at the drop of a hat to buy a lot of new things. And they all arrived today. And I, nice. get, so, I get so excited over, well, new things coming, especially PC parts. And so I looked at the clock. Hmm, it's 4 p.m. I've got potty. It's in, what, three hours? I can totally rebuild the computer by then and get everything installed. Uh, spoiler, no, I couldn't. <laughs> and so now I'm doing a little weirdly set up thing on my laptop. So if I sound a bit weird, that's why but we should be golden but hey that's that's why i never let my hubris get the better of me because it always always blows up in my face well and that's my story you made it we're here we're ready to record peter are you ready to record yes i just can't wait to hear what this guy's gonna fucking come up with next that was was unbelievable but i think i've peaked to be honest well yeah peaker austin yeah Mm. yeah oh you're on it now oh Oh, shit i was just trying to segue into the next section but fucking hell look i'm bloody doing it too Somebody's graduated from the University of Peter Austin over here i've got my diploma (laughs) so um 
segue. Yeah, it's kind of thrown me off, actually. I don't really know. Can, Michael, <laughs> seeing as you said hello, I suppose, hello. do you want to try and segue in? I can't even remember what we do. Is it Pod Squad? I think so. <laughs> hey, Ben. Yes, Did, did you Michael? know that you can support this podcast? Mm, yes. Well, for the people who didn't know, <laughs> you can head over to podiots.com. I'm just I'm just running with it here. I don't have a script in front of me, so we're, we're, That's we're, it. we're freestyling it. And if you go over to podiots.com... Wait, is it podiots.com or podiots yep. official? No, that's podiots.com. If you go over to podiots.com and you donate a small fee of £3, you can join the illustrious, impressive, incredible ranks of the pod squad, where we will wow. do you the great honour of reading out your name. Bloody hell. It's all entirely optional, of course, but it does help us an awful lot. And uh, a big thank you to our pod squad for this week. Remember, depending on when you donate, you will be assigned either the Pumpy Platoon the tiny troop or the fast crew. Mikey, do you want to kick us off? I'd absolutely love to. We begin with Sir Chick Sir Chick by Dickin Cheezer. Sir be Sir Chick be Dickin. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. Okay. Sir Chick be Dickin Cheezer. Nice. That's very good. Cute. Brilliant. Alexa the engineer. Donak 07. I'm bastard blobby. A slap in the Jeremy, uh, the sorry, a slap in the jammy crumpet, not the Jeremy crumpet. That would be no. terrible. Mm. <laughs> the very mis miserly, the very, yeah, the very miserly, no. Mister Gen. What? Miserly. Ma- miserly, I think. Ma- Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. The very miserly, Mister Generous. Got mm-hmm. that. I want some crusher. Oh, yes. Yes. Steven Scordes, Lord Brotovich, Peter enjoys racist yogurt. Oh, no. Is there some backstory to that yogurt? I don't know. know. It's it's presumably frou-frou they're they're talking about there. And I did a quick Google before we started recording to work out what that... It was the toy. It was the toy. Remember the the problematic, potentially uh, Native American? Oh, Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot that I'd specified some of the toy... (laughs) things but yeah, yeah without no. context it's a it's rather alarming god yeah. it's it's fine it's fine for real have you seen this little fella and lastly two doing a gacy uh we've also got this is caroline please divorce <laughs> margaret kills mikey finn tristam wants to lick mikey's butthole a bum hole wow let's get it right bum hole uh wussy pussy Pussy Wussy, Mr. Macker, King Charles III, who was very generous and says, it's me, your boy. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh, cheers, Charles. And is the past tense of slingshot slang shat? Question mark. Yes, Ooh. I think it probably is. Well, wow. It must be. And finally, we have Blue Poo Dabba Dee Dabba Die. Uh, eat your Weeta Wick. Wicks, eat your, <laughs> eat your Weeter Wicks. Uh, happy birthday, Molly. I wipe my Ben. I sorry, I wipe my bum like Ben does. Freddie doesn't though. <laughs> B, stop clenching your uh, uh, your uh, Oh my god, I can't even fucking speak. B, stop clenching your arsehole. German robot lady, tickle all pee pee wee he zee What is fucking what is going that? on today? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I you... dream of pegging Elmo's dad. Okay. Bartek Ubitsa bored Jornitsa. Donate early to get fast crew and German robot ladies nuts. And that's <laughs> nice. your that's your pod squad for this week. It's a strong and, ending. That's my favourite. An that's interesting, my too. eclectic bunch. Podiots.com if you'd like to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and join pod squad. You said that one was your favourite. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Okay. I enjoyed I Want Some Crusher because it reminded me that Crusher probably still exists. Does it exist? I never had Crusher. Did you not? It was, no, am I missing like out? Real I'm not exactly treat. sure what, we didn't. what It was means. a syrup you could add to milk and the adverts went, I want some Crusher and they had like crazy cat <laughs> Was it the neighbour's cat singing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Honestly, <laughs> Actually, go watch yeah. the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, I think I had one bottle my entire life as a child and it was, it was incredible. What a treat. I've never seen this before as far as I'm aware. Crusher. You've not seen Crusher before, man. Yeah. Oh, I really want to try some now. Crusher oh, milk. So yeah, it's still going. Diluted juice is the best. So why not make milkshake diluted? That's just, yeah. oh. Here we go. I've got the Crusher commercial. Would you like to see it? It's, yeah. it's pretty fucked up. Here we go. Um. <laughs> See if you guys can react at the same time to it. I'll try our best. Well, this was this was on TV for a long time. Oh my time. god, it's like a fucking jingle cat from Yogg's Cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember this. Oh, I do yeah. remember this. Oh my god! For the first time, I've added a YouTube video to the thread. Incredible. I mean, for those. For those who are not tuned in, imagine a bunch of like PNG cutouts of cats banging on instruments on a TV screen. That's what you've got while I'm singing. What is it? I want some crusher. I want some crusher. crusher. It's tough enough to make milkshake. (laughs) Yeah, the the cow looks a bit upset about it. How odd. (laughs) Defiling his milk. How dare they? The enemy threatens you as well. Milk or will crush you. Look at this video that's in my recommended in, in response to that video. Rhino, and then in brackets, rhinoceros, toy <laughs> figure with sound. And it's just a 50 second video of a toy rhino with rhino noises. 18,000 views. What have they done to crack the algorithm? They've got 36 subscribers, zero comments. Why has that shown up for so many people? I don't know. <laughs> what have they done? Well, maybe it's just curiosity gets everyone. Like, yeah. they've got you, Peter. It's quite well shot, I would say. Um, I'll add that to the thread as well, just to, <laughs> you know, really throw off people waiting for the episode to come out. I can see the tags for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of rhino stuff in there. Rhino, <laughs> rhino, rhinoceros, rhinoceros, rhinoceratidae. Is that like oh, multiple wow, like rhinoceros? The genus or something. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, God, anyway, there we are. That was Crusher. What a fun little detour we took down there. Mm. Um, I enjoyed that. Peter, you've replied from your personal account, I believe. Oh, good. Yeah, so I have. Um, (laughs) Threat. (laughs) I want some Crusher. Crusher. It is the neighbor's cat, though. You're right. It's very similar. Very similar voice. Okay, well, I've got some questions here. Would you like the first one? Yes, oh, please. Yes, please. Okay, here we go. Let me. I'm really prepared. Let me just open it up. Here we are. Uh, so this is from Jared at LikeAGlove90 on Twitter. Jared did ask a question in this same tweet, but I'm not going to ask that question because I think the initial 
statement he provides is a good jumping off point. So do you remember when we were talking last episode about the wikis? Uh, you might the Yogscast wikis. The oh, yeah. Cast oh, wikis. the Yogscast wikis, mm. yes. And uh, we were talking about the quotes section and so on and how it was all horribly out of date and we asked people to update it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jared says, follow up from a few pods ago, uh, more a statement. Mikey is known for more than noises. Shreddies, Wallace, dog rap. And then he says in brackets, right hand, left hand, right hand, give it a pet. <laughs> um, just to reassure you, Michael, that there were actual quotes that you did. You didn't just, you know, make farts. <laughs> Thank uh, God. But Oh, I see. Yeah. Someone has actually now gone in. I'm not sure who. And updated all of our wikis, not only oh. to add more quotes, but to actually provide context for where the original quotes were from. Oh, wow. So oh do you want to go and have a look at your wiki now, Mikey, and, and fill us in on what, on some <laughs> of your famous, your most famous moments? Well, I mean, the top one, I think, is something that you still reference to this day, Ben. Um how loud can I be in this lift? Oh, that's a classic, Michael. We one, iterate on that one even when you're not around. We'll say it to each other or to people who weren't there at the time. Just whatever the adjective is, you know. How how gluttonous can I be in this restaurant? <laughs> but I didn't it's even say that on camera, did term. I? No. No, we just that got into a just... lift and he said, how loud can I be in this lift? And then went, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so uh, anyway, we'll continue with my other classics. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Triggly Sarai, of course, has made it in there. Um, seeing me mother's gash, I think that one was already in there, wasn't it? Um, you grow all together, and you're lying in bed together in your eighties. And Neil turns to you, slightly, str- slightly strained on his face, and says, "This is a heart attack." <laughs> and I like parrots, holidays, and bacon. Um, oh yes, some mm. of them in there. That's that's. I mean, that's genius i spurted as a child and that will never ever leave me i'll never top it mm-hmm. just saying the three words of things i liked at the time yeah genius. <laughs> how about you boys what you got oh, i can't believe you cut it off before you got to i was thinking when you need a sound i'll just come in and fart <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that is a golden one isn't it okay well you know what a lot of these quotes involve me being loud or farting but there's mm-hmm. words to accompany accompany those actions yes so i am more than just my farts sometimes are, those Michael. farts come with words <laughs> do you feel better now oh so much better i'm gonna look at this whenever i'm feeling down and just l- giggle about myself mm-hmm. good uh ben what have you got uh, i was just looking at some trivia and the last one is ben and peter were on a panel of and then in inverted commas experts <laughs> yeah i've got that one <laughs> nomination stream in 2018 oh god um at time of writing peter austin is the only video yet to be infected with covid19 <laughs> <laughs> that's that good true? trivia that's a good yeah. trivia. and the only <laughs> married video it says <laughs> oh man um 34 chicken dippers may seem like a lot, full stop. The worst games ever, <laughs> cooking meal. Um, uh, pimping ain't easy, but I think it's doable, is another one nice. from a worst right. games ever episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- these have all been updated now. Thank you. So I tried to look at the edit history, but I didn't know how to do it. So thank you, whoever did this. What, what else have you got, Peter? Well, I've got one. That I think this is from the original lot because it's up 
at the top of the list, but I have no idea what this is. The quote is just, remember something, remember something that you couldn't read, full stop, 2018. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, but in terms of updated ones, what have we got? Um, me saying that Cooking Mama is attractive. Oh, mm-hmm. here's one. Oh, yeah, well, kicking Hitler and shooting Nazis is a lot of fun, really. Um, yep. That's a classic <laughs> from BAFTA. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got money, why don't you have a house? Well, that's not accurate. It's if you've got a phone, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, I'll give you an inch, which is something that I said to you, Ben, in Santa Claus Saves the Earth. Yes. Um, uh, this is another strange one. You can't just help a lady down the stairs at the start of the day and then just be an absolute cunt for the rest of time. Uh, Peter Os- uh, Polyet's episode 25, Clumpy Grid, apparently. Mm. Um, oh, and if you play this game, you're a massive wussy pussy from the Fortnite yeah. sandwich making challenge. We had wussy pussy donate today. We on did. The, uh, we did have a wussy board. pussy. Maybe they're responsible. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, I suck knobs all the time connected. from Passbar 2. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Go. All brilliant classic out of context quotes. They've added yeah. a, a really nice bit. It's probably in yours as well, Peter, to the end of um the end of the general about section. Mm. Um at the time of writing, Ben and Peter's channel Triple Jump has amassed over two hundred and fifty thousand subscribers and has a full team of writers and editors working to create entertaining and informative content about the video games industry. Yeah. So yeah, nice. That's nice. Very pleasant. I, I take slight issue with one trivia bit that's now in mine. Okay. <laughs> More that I just don't. If anyone Googles me and this is the first thing that comes up, I do not want to be represented by. Around the time the channel launched, Michael gave fellow Yorkscast employee Dave Bryan a drunken lap dance in a nightclub <laughs> in France. It's, I mean, it's he did. the truth. There's video of it on the internet. Just because it's the truth doesn't mean it has to be out there. It was consensual, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was yeah. he was into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. good. Ask, for sure. <laughs> well, there we are. I just thought that would be interesting to revisit. Thank you to the wonderful person or people who have been updating our wiki. Uh, please do keep updating it. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. It's good to see. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Who would like to do their thing first? I oh, could do not shout at once. Yeah, I was going to say, I, fuck me. I could do, I could do my thing. Yeah, I think I've on. not been last for like at least three episodes, so I'll go last if you if you like. Okay, that's Ooh. very yeah. kind of you, Peter. Mm. Well, you're welcome. Uh, so I come today with a tale of a disastrous theatre experience like never imagined before. Um, so a couple of years ago, there was a little play going around, and by all means, it should have been a blockbuster smash hit, like sold out so much, been a right riot. But instead, here's the story of how it all went disastrously wrong. It's been 10 years since one of the most momentous nights of Glenn Burge's life. He was already an established off-Broadway playwright and children's television writer. But on 28th November 2010, a musical he had scripted had its first preview and it was shaping up to be an international smash. The musical was Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh my goodness, (laughs) this is such an interesting story. Yeah, so I I did assume Spider Boy would know about this play. Yeah, I don't. It's it's a good one. Buckle up. 
I think I might have known there was a Spider-Man musical, but that's literally all I know. Is it well, a musical even? It is a musical, yes, yeah. it is. Well, get ready to learn all the little details about it, because it's a bit of a ride. So, its friendly neighbourhood title character had been a beloved pop cultural icon for five decades at that point, and had just featured in three Hollywood blockbusters. The songs were going to be written by rock and roll royalty, U2's Bono and The Edge. I don't know who The Edge is. He's, <laughs> who he's, is in, the... he's in U2. He's also is in U2, also... yeah. The Edge. How do they... Do they all have funny little names in you two? I don't know. I think it might just be those two. The others are called like Jeff and (laughs) Philip. I'm the edge. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the director was set to be Julie Tamor, who had masterminded the record-breaking stage adaptation of Disney's The Lion King. So surely with a pedigree like that, nothing could go wrong. Mm. Right? But all this is not to say that Berger wasn't nervous about the event, uh, setting up a whole new stage play. Speaking to BBC Culture from his home in upstate New York, he remembers how strange it felt to be unveiling something he and his collaborators collaborators had been devising together for years. I quote, We were opening the door either to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory or to some sort of slaughterhouse. (laughs) That's a rich quote. Um, you'll see. Well, no one dies, but yeah, there's a, there's a oh, little bit okay. of mild peril coming up. <laughs> the show relied on complicated aerial stunts in which the performers were suspended from wires, and so the first preview was bound to keep stopping and starting as technical hitches were addressed. As, as you do, it's to be expected as long as nothing's too insane. Everything was going relatively smoothly until the last few seconds before the interval. Um, I quote, Then there was a flourish when Spider-Man flies off through the audience towards the balcony. And for some reason, he stopped mid-journey. So you had Spider-Man dangling seven feet above the first two rows. And it was in the worst possible position because no one could reach him at all. (laughs) One of the crew members fetched a stick to prod him with, but that didn't help. Prod? What's that going to (laughs) do? Come on, Spidey, move along a bit. (laughs) It was like a live Spider-Man piñata, someone else said. But we knew by the end of the night, well, that's the worst it's ever going to be. We'll keep improving and improving on it, and it's going to be duck soup by the time we open in January. Once again, famous last words there, friend, but I do like the idea of a poor little actor being <laughs> stuck in Spider-Man attire <laughs> up in the air above an auditorium. That's oh, a beautiful Very sight. superhero-esque, isn't it? Incredibly graceful, just <laughs> like the real Spider-Man. But it didn't end up working out like that um, in terms of everything getting better and getting better. Before the first preview, Turn Off the Dark was already being gossiped about as a troubled enterprise. Its initial initial lead producer and guiding light, Tony Adams, unfortunately had a fatal stroke in 2005 while in a meeting with The Edge. Uh, then after that, there was, of course, the financial crisis of 2007 and 2008, uh, which had scared off all the private investors. So that by the time it got to August 2009, the production found itself $20 million short of cash. Ooh. Already looking a little... Oh, yeah, it's a stinger. Already looking a bit grim, but we'll soldier on. Minor bumps in the road, I tell you. But the bad luck didn't end there. 
In the months that followed the first preview, the official opening was repeatedly postponed, while Berger and his colleagues dealt with bruising, embargo-defying reviews, sackings, injuries, and countless technical snags. By May 2011, Turn Off the Dark had become so synonymous with theatrical disaster that a headline in The Onion, the satirical newspaper, but we all know about that, we don't that we, Ben? We do. You know what that one is. Um... The Onion appeared to only be slightly exaggerating with the headline, Nuclear Bomb Detonates During Rehearsal for <laughs> Spider-Man Musical. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I think that says a lot about the, 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 um, the, the sort of notoriety of, like, yes, everyone knew that it was already point, a joke. To the point where a satire website could kind of codedly refer to your play and people would find that funny. That's, yeah. Jeez yeah. Louise. The show did finally have its opening night in June 2011, but by then, its fate had already been effectively sealed. And though its run continued for two and a half years when it closed in January 2014, it had made a loss of $60 million. Oh, God. Ooh-wee! So, yeah, two years it was running, bleeding and bleeding and bleeding money. Oh dear, not a good sight. And by the way, losing 60 million is a Broadway record, so it's record-breaking, at least in some ways. Hey, good for them. Yeah, yeah. This surefire hit had become a legendary debacle. I'm philosophical about all of it, says Berger. It might end up in my obituary, and I'm not too happy about that. But I'd rather have Spider-Man on my resume than the Iraq War. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, most of us would. (laughs) The only thing I can think of that's worse than this is the Iraq war. Maybe that's not a ringing indictment of your player then, isn't it? (laughs) But let's get into the injuries now. There's the context for you. Now let's get on to the the Isley Grizzlies. Actors, especially dancers in a Broadway musical, will often suffer minor injuries, and Spider-Man is not unusual in that regard. However... The show, which is said to have the most extensive computerized automation and special effects than any show on the Great White Way, has been plagued with a number of serious injuries, including... The New York Times reported that at the 15th of August 2013 performance of Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, uh, it was stopped at around 9pm during the second act as actor and performer... Daniel Curry was injured on stage and went to hospital for medical treatment. One audience member, Melissa Kessler, told the New York Times that the actor's leg was pinned by a trapdoor and Ooh. appeared to have closed shut. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Oh, <laughs> oh God! Um, she um, goes on to say in an interview, the floor looked completely closed on his leg. They oh. brought out a privacy screen and a lot of people on stage started getting things going. A stretcher was brought out. They were using a saw to cut a hole in the stage floor. <laughs> Not to his cut leg. his leg off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guy. This is a bad one. We're gonna have to chop it off. I'm surprised they didn't just come out and prod him again. <laughs> John, get it, the stick again. He's stuck. It could have been really bad if he was trapped there for too long. He would have had to make himself sick so that he wouldn't oh, dehydrate. Yeah. I had my <laughs> leg trapped in a trapdoor on Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark for one hour. It was flat. <laughs> I believe was a quote. Flat leg. Oh. I'm still so bewildered by that article, but we digress, we digress. We do. On November 28th, 2010, 
uh, an audience. Uh, Natalie Mendoza, who played Arche- Ar- Arachne. Arachne, I'm assuming. Yeah. As in a spiderous enemy. Arachne. Is that? Oh, no, I'm thinking of. You're, Ara- are you saying uh, Iraqi? Is that, are we back to the no, war Ara- again? <laughs> Arachne. <laughs> as in arachnid, but with a knee. Right, the dancer <laughs> who got their legs stuck. Is that, that's what No, you're this talking. is. This is. This a different... is this is a new person. You sure, now. this isn't the war. <laughs> it might be. It all feels like the war now. <laughs> I was going to say, is it Arachnia? But that's uh, from something else. I can't even think who that. Oh, it's from Beast Wars. So I don't know what the Spider-Man <laughs> one is. But if it seems like Arachne, then it's probably Arachne. <laughs> well, whoever this person is and the character that they played was, um, sadly, they suffered a concussion when they were struck on the head by a piece of rope that was holding production equipment. Which is quite a stunning injury, actually. So I must have flinged that at them at incredible speed. Huge. On December 20th, 2010, Christopher W. Turney, who performed stunts dressed as Spider-Man, was admitted to intensive care after falling several feet from a platform. His injuries included a hairline skull fracture, four broken ribs, a bruised <sighs> lung, internal bleeding and cracks in three lumbar vertebrae. Oh Tierney returned to the show five months later after new safety procedures had been set out. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Jesus. Oh, God. In 2013, in February, Joshua Kobach, who replaced Christopher W. Turney, filed papers to sue the production company for two herniated discs, a concussion, whiplash, and holes in both knees, injury he claims he received as a result of performing in the show on equipment that had not been properly maintained. Or holes calibrated. in both knees. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. How do, I, I think, <laughs> surely that's got to be a surgical thing and not an accident on the stage. <laughs> But, yeah, imagine that. You come in to replace an actor who's been injured, and then in turn, you get a boatload of injuries yourself. Good Lord. I'd hope, yeah, after the first person left, they'd say, all right, maybe let's pick things up a bit now. But, um, yeah, even though they did do a safety recalibration, it didn't work. And lastly, on the list that I have in front of me, there's probably more that only the production crew know about, (laughs) uh, is on 16th of March, 2011, TV Carpio, who replaced Natalie Mendoza in the role of Arachne, suffered unspecified onstage injuries, which led her to taking a two-week leave on doctor's orders. Um, I do believe there's videos of this online. Is there, Ben? Uh-huh. I'm going to you, not Google. <laughs> uh, for, for what? Sorry? For for the, uh, for just, I think there's some Spider-Man stage accidents that were captured on video. Oh, almost like, certainly. Mild. Yeah, there's loads of compilations on YouTube. I haven't actually watched any of those, but uh, I think probably you can see the whole show on YouTube if you want to. Yeah, probably, yes. Sadly, it would be your only way of seeing it now. But um, yes, it was just fraught, fraught with calamity from start to finish and sadly fizzled out and left a $60 million hole for everyone else to clean up after the fact. Goodness. I do recommend giving it a Google because um, there is a few quite funny clips. Not Nothing bad, just the people tumbling over on stage. Um, yeah, I think people went into the show expecting accidents to happen, so there's plenty of phone footage around there if you want to look into it. Man, well, I always sort of favorite um, web pages when I think it's something interesting that could do for a podiatrist thing. And I actually have one saved about this, uh, which was doing the rounds. Let's see. Well, it was February last year, actually, so quite a while ago. But a viral TikTok has claimed that Imagine Dragons wrote songs for the Spider-Man musical. 
Um, oh. So apparently they were linked, briefly linked to the musical in 2013. And it all kind of starts to make sense when you think what their most famous song is from that period. What's the most famous Imagine Dragons songs? Radioactive. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. of course. Radioactive. I don't know why I know so many lyrics to that song. It is kind of it was a, it was everywhere, but also yeah, <laughs> radioactive by Imagine Dragons has been linked to, which would make sense because you know he's yeah. got radioactive blood and he was bitten by a radioactive spider. Um, so that apparently the the links are a bit tenuous, but they uh, for their existing music to have originally been planned for use in the show. But yeah, they they were involved at one point, so there is a chance that radioactive. There might be a little bit of truth to the fact that Radioactive by Imagine Dragons was going to be part of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, that would have been so cool. Yeah. And then became a global chart topper instead. Oh, that's a... God, because it's not like players come for a season. They tend to stay years if they do. So imagine like four years down the line, you're still singing it and an audience is still hearing Radioactive Radio long after the hype died, died yeah. down. Now it's just embarrassing. <laughs> you can't escape it. But wow, what a fun walk down horrible musical lane! Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Oh boy, I really must stop bringing things that are just lists of injuries. But <laughs> <laughs> my alternative thing was also a violent thing, so you, you got lucky. This is the the the, the, the calmer of the two. And now we go to injury corner with Michael Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> thank you um, very much, boys. Thank you. Would you like a question? Yeah. I am not we've certainly told some anecdotes that related to hangovers but I don't know that we've ever actually been straight up asked what is the worst hangover you have ever had anything you did but couldn't remember in the morning any huge life-changing mistakes whilst under the influence and that's from Shreddy Murphy at Murphy underscore Shreddy on Twitter (laughs) um I mean I've talked about the gingerbread man that I ate from Halford's car park um I (laughs) assume that was probably one i i can't remember a specific hangover that was worse than any any other i remember a a few that were quite bad but i don't know what the champion is but i'm sure i probably had a pretty bad one after that and then the other story that i've definitely told is that um i was definitely hung over when i the the one time that i had sleep paralysis and saw like (laughs) a a demon in my bedroom which wasn't a demon it was a hallucination but uh yeah i quickly in case people don't know the story um we were all really hungover. we were students it was like a sunday um and we were sort of sleeping and napping all the way throughout the day so our sleep patterns were all way messed up um and then by 8 p.m i was getting sleepy again and i went to bed and had like half an hour and i was really disturbed like in bed like not sleeping well and when i opened my eyes the light was still on because i'd been too uncomfortable to even get up and turn it off and I could see the wardrobe door at the end of the room was open and way at the top of the door. So, you know, six or seven feet off the ground, a small head leaned out, a human head that was completely oh. black. Like like it was as in like it had been in a chimney or something. It was like a, a chimney sweep. And then it just sort of went back into the wardrobe. And then I was slowly able to move again. And I was like, oh. okay, that was just me having a waking nightmare. I don't actually believe that there's anyone in there. But it was Goodness. pretty creepy. Horrifying. Yeah. That I would not be able to sleep for weeks after that. My <laughs> lord. Yeah. 
It was the what for some reason the creepiest part about it was how tall it was. Like it wasn't just a six foot man; it was just too, just a little bit too tall to actually be a head on it on shoulders. It was like up in the air. Uh, it was really strange. Horrible. Oh Goodness me. I I I must have told the story of the time when my American friend came to visit and I drank so much that I sicked in my bed. Have I told oh, that? I don't uh, think so. You've mentioned like falling down the stairs and trying to do a James <laughs> Bond role and hurting your shoulder just yeah. before videos. Yeah, you yeah. picked up a seagull. Um, yeah. You were at a house sick party in the sink. Yeah, with Alex yeah. Wotus, who works with us. Uh, yeah. right, can we stop now, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess, I know. <laughs> well, this uh, I'll, I'll keep it brief just in case I have told this one again, but this is by far the worst I've ever been, and I still can't look at certain drinks because of it. So, yeah, it was... When my friend was visiting from America, so we thought we'd show him the tune, show him a proper night out. Um, you, do you guys remember Gotham in the centre of town? Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah we took him to Gotham, um, and we started getting in lots of shots and lots of other drinks. And on that night, I think I must have just alternated between Newcastle Brown Ale and pure vodka oh all night God. long. It oh it tasted great at the time. I was having a whale at the time. Um, and yeah, I don't remember much of the night after that. One of the glimmering highlights I do have is eating foam from the inside of a chair in oh. the club. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which was that was a lot it was like a, a chair that was ripped open and I just reached in and grabbed a bit of foam and had a nibble that wasn't good well, if you're going um, to eat any foam from a chair the last one you want to be eating from is a, from a club chair as well yeah. like <laughs> at least eat a nice clean chair from somewhere yeah you've got chair know, at home Michael yeah <laughs> but I want foam now <laughs> um, anyway after I eat the foam I proceed to black out completely and the next thing I like I have any memory of is being at home in bed. I wake up, open my eyes. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I don't feel so good. And so just in this horrible, drunk, sick state, I just vomit all over myself. Oh. And then I fall straight back to sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. And the, ne- the thing I wake up to on the morning is just my mom saying, oh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> What more um, can she say? What yeah, do you say? That is that is the most shame, shameful thing I've ever done drunk. Uh, Actually, no, maybe pissing in the bottom drawer of my parents' uh, wardrobe. Oh, Michael. <laughs> that was sleepwalking. I swear to God, that was sleepwalking. I had no recollection of doing that. My dad woke me up in the morning and went, son, have you pissed in the bottom of the wardrobe? <laughs> I was like, no. Like, what? Why would I do that? Paco couldn't reach it. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Um, I still don't remember doing it, but I'll take the blame for it, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, yes, I woke up with that stinking hangover and oh. I looked at my clock. My American friend had already left to do things for the day because I think he realized I was a lost cause. And so um, I had to travel from my house to Newcastle in like this fastest time ever to attend a dog cafe appointment we had. Oh. <laughs> I could not enjoy that day at all. <laughs> Worst hangover, Ben? Yeah, my my worst one. I don't think I've ever done anything on like a night out or while out when I you know was blacked out or anything that I necessarily regret. Because even when I have gone out drinking, no matter how drunk I am, I have an almost sort of Terminator like <laughs> um, 
oh, what's the what is the term I'm looking for? Maybe constitution. Tenac- not constitution, but like tenacity for like I have a mission, a single-minded mission, which is get home. Right. And like I'll put headphones in, I'll head down, I'll walk really fucking far, like the fastest <laughs> you've ever seen, with such purpose, and I will so get fast. into my own bed. So help me God. Like I've I've never not done that. Uh, apart yeah, from me <laughs> when I was at university, and um, it was my first year. And I think I may have told this story on Podiats as well at some time, but I was drinking Sambuca and I can't drink Sambuca anymore because of this. And I'd done several shots of Sambuca because they were on offer at the student pub. Uh, the people I was drinking with, we then came back to the, the shared flat and on the way picked up a bottle of Sambuca. Uh, we were drinking it in the flat and then I don't remember anything else. And I wake up, sat in my office chair in front of my desk and I have like thrown up all down my front all over oh. the front of the desk, all over the top oh, of the desk and between no. my legs and stuff. Oh, I've God. never felt so horrible. My friend was coming to visit or was already there and he was <laughs> asleep in my bed and I was just in my office chair. He he was a, a hero and helped me clean up as best as, oh. as we could. I found um, the empty bottle of Sambuca in the kitchen with a mug next to it, which is apparently what we've been drinking. We're just drinking it by which the is what mug. we've been drinking out of <laughs> by the end of the night. And I um I didn't feel you know when you have one of those hangovers and you don't feel right for days afterwards. Mm. Like I was not not well. Um but the most memorable one outside of that, I think, is maybe when we went to What's Next to Focus and pissed oh, yeah. everyone off. That did have consequences because we were taking advantage of the open bar. <laughs> And we got fucking wasted. And <laughs> I did throw up when we got back, but I went to the toilet to do it. So that was okay. Oh, well done. Oh, that was silly. It was just a room full of professional journalists talking and kind of getting on with each other, networking. And then, like, here comes us with a tray of as many beers as the bar would actually give us in one go. Yeah. <laughs> Doing we that all went repeatedly. up at the end and got like six each. It was awful. To be clear, there was a DJ playing music and the lights were down. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't like a conference room. But yeah, we, we definitely, they were networking and talking over the music and we were just going mad. There's people there having professional discussions and there's yeah. Michael giving a lap dance in the corner and the rest of us getting <laughs> fucking trolleyed. Well, and then we went out after that, didn't we? Into we did. Paris yeah. for a oh, bit. God. Um, we did. I actually blame Dave for that a little bit. I mean, it's yeah. our fault, but, you know, everyone else was politely having one or two drinks and then thinking, right, well, I am here to work, so I'm going to go home and uh, go back to the hotel and sleep and then go to the event tomorrow and see some more games. Uh, but Dave was there to network... And, like, he got just as wasted as we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. Um, he set the pace and we matched it. And as yeah. we have said numerous times, we were penciled in for slots the following morning that we had not signed up for. And I didn't really know that we were... I think everything was written on the on our schedule and we assumed, well, these are the slots that we would have had if we'd signed up for to see that game kind of thing. So it was written there, but I don't think we felt... We were like, oh, well, we told them we're not going to that, so that's just... They know that we're not going to that one. Yeah. And then we were told later, mm, you didn't turn up for your slots. And we're like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Um, they weren't. Yeah, I remember how rough we felt the next day. And the, we've good. got that little bit of video on the on the actual vlog where both of us sound bassy as hell and <laughs> feel terrible. I think we have some video of Michael Johnson jumping between a bed as well, just falling between two beds. That might have been pr- when that's we first pre- arrived at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Michael didn't make it to the to the event venue 
before Peter and I did. We waited for him downstairs in the hotel lobby for a bit and then gave up. And went I remember and waiting there for ages and it had an upside down like toy cycle route <laughs> on the ceiling. It, there mm. were all these little toy like train set sized toys of pedestrians and cyclists on this like upside down thing. And we just sat there feeling bad. And then, yeah, eventually we went. It was it was pretty miserable, I must yeah. say. Uh, our apologies once again to the organisers of What's Next to Focus. Um, Who are definitely certainly, No, they're not. They hate us. Uh, we we do maintain our innocence in that we didn't sign up for the, all the stuff that you that you signed us up for, but at the same time you threw a fantastic event, but maybe have a drink limit next time because we ruined it for everyone. So. Maybe this wouldn't have happened if they let us touch the cows in the farming oh simulator God, why exhibit. why didn't they let yeah. us touch the cows? we had a great time though i mean we like did, we we, we really i had a it's one of my favorite certainly work related nights out i've ever had um, yeah yeah again yeah. calling it a night out it was a business networking event <laughs> yeah yeah and then we had a racist taxi driver on the way back to the hotel oh, which was terrible no. oh yeah and yeah, when we were trying right. to get <laughs> i think dave tried to book like four cars to get us back to the hotel on the night out and they were like all calling him and, and yelling yeah. at him. And then we got him one and Dave was trying to communicate to the driver by just saying the name of footballers <laughs> yeah. in a French yeah, accent. Oh, yeah. That's the most British thing I've ever heard. Well, he's not isn't technically not British, but still. Oh it was amazing. That's so good. It was really fun. <laughs> um, anyway, it's time for a thing. Yeah. I've got a thing. Go I saw this it. the other day and uh, I found an article about it. Seven bizarre ways the U.S. tried to kill or topple Fidel Castro. Oh, nice. Hope you're ready to learn. Uh, this is an older article by Dylan Matthews on Vox.com from the 26th of November 2016, which Ooh. I believe was shortly in the wake of uh, Castro's actual death. Uh, yeah. Um, so here we are. After years of avoiding assassination attempts by the U.S. government, Fidel Castro died at age 90 on Friday at the end of a decade of dealing with illness. Castro's longevity may even seem like the final act of defiance against the United States, which became his adversary since he first took power in Cuba in the late 1950s. The botched US-backed 1961 Bay of Pigs invasion meant to topple Castro could have ended in his death, but most other attempts involved more subterfuge and spycraft. Uh, apparently there were 634 attempts on his life Jesus. Um, from the CIA, Cuban exiles and others. Wow. Uh, but the count is quite possibly high. He counts 21 attempts under Bill Clinton, whose administration wouldn't have had much motive after the end of the Cold War, says the article. Anyway, first up, the poisoned cigar. Probably the most famous attempt on Castro's life, the cigar plot, originated in 1960 towards the end of the Eisenhower administration. A notation in the records of the Operations Division, CIA's Office of Medical Services, indicates that on August the 16th, 1960, an official was given a box of Castro's favourite cigars with instructions to treat them with lethal poison. The cigars were contaminated with botuli bo botulinum, maybe, hmm. toxin. Bo not with botulism. A hmm? Not, <laughs> not botulism? B-O-T-U-L-I-N-U-N. Yeah, it might be a related word, yeah. Bot botulism is like uh, it's a disease, isn't it, that you can get? But, but botu botulinum, I don't know. Botulinum. Bot a botulinum toxin, not sure. Mm. So potent that a person would die after putting one in his mouth. Uh, the official reports that the cigars were ready on October the 7th, 1960, 
Uh, ba -ba -ba skipping ahead because it's giving some more details. Uh, notes indicate that they were delivered to an unidentified person on February the 13th. The record does not disclose whether an attempt was made to pass the cigars to Castro. Uh, there's a popular belief that the CIA also tried to give Castro an exploding cigar, but this is much more poorly documented and some historians believe it to be to merely be an ur urban legend. It's just a dynamite stick pin. <laughs> like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, number two, the Mafia ice cream plot. Oh, my God. In mid-March 1961, Mafia contacts of the CIA came the closest of anyone to carrying, carrying out an assassination. Uh, they gave poison pills and thousands of dollars to one of the CIA's most prominent Cubans, Tony Verona, uh, Verona managed to hand off the vial of poison to a restaurant worker in Havana who was to slip it into Castro's ice cream cone. Cuban intelligence officers later found the vial in an ice box, frozen to the coils. And then it says in brackets, Castro famously loved ice cream. <laughs> oh, did he? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. There are some different versions of this story. Uh, Escalante recalls it happening in 1963 and with a chocolate milkshake instead of ice cream. One variant posits that the pills were not discovered by Cuban intelligence, but instead spilled out in freezer, spilled out in the freezer and rendered useless. Uh, but Escalante called the poison pill effort the closest the CIA got to assassinating Fidel in an interview with Reuters. Reuters? That's how you pronounce Ro it, isn't it? Reuters, yeah. Uh, three and four, the exploding seashell plot and the poisonous diving suit plot. Oh, Ooh. fun. Scuba diving and ice cream, as we've learned, was one of Castro's <laughs> favourite hobbies. So perhaps... Both at the same time. <laughs> he loved yeah. it. Uh, so perhaps, unsurprisingly, the CIA looked into the possibility of building an exploding seashell to kill him on one of his expeditions. <laughs> Uh, in 1963, the Church Committee report recounts Desmond Fitzgerald, chief of the anti-Castro CIA task force, asked his assistant to determine whether an exotic seashell rigged to explode could be deposited in an area where Castro commonly went skin diving. But that's not the only diving-related plan the CIA had. A second plan involved having James Donovan, who was negotiating with Castro for the release of prisoners taken during the Bay of Pigs operation, present Castro with a contaminated diving suit. Donovan is maybe the most uh, is maybe most famous for negotiating the spy trade that returned American U2 pilot Francis Gary Powers. He was the betrayed edge. by Tom Hanks and <laughs> The Edge. He was betrayed by The Edge in the 2015 Steven Spielberg Coen Brothers movie Bridge of Spies. Um <laughs> The Technical Services Division of the CIA did wind up buying a diving suit, dusting its insides with a fungus that caused the chronic skin, uh, sc chronic skin disease, Madura foot, and put TB in the breathing apparatus. Jesus. Just for completeness, you know, just you get it all done. Just we really sure. want to kill this man, but the suit never left the laboratory, apparently. Uh, number five, the Paramore. Marita Lorenz, Fidel Castro's one-time lover, has said that she was recruited by CIA-funded anti-Castro groups in late 1959 and tasked with slipping him botulism toxin pills. There you go, Peter. Ah, hey. see? It uh, is a word. Her, <laughs> her CIA contact, she claimed, was E. Howard Hunt, a then-agent who would later go to jail for his role in the Watergate break-in. As soon as, the plane, as soon as her plane reached Havana, however, Lorenz was having doubts about killing Castro. Vanity Fair's Anne-Louise Bardache writes, Even if she had the will to go through with her mission, she had already botched it, having stashed the capsules in a jar of cold cream. When she looked for them, they were all gunked up. I fished them out and flushed them down the bidet. When Castro finally appeared, he was wary. Why did you leave so suddenly? was his first question. 
she says. Are you running around with those counter-revolutionaries in Miami? I said yes. I tried to play it cool. The most nervous I have ever been was in that room because I had agents on standby and I had to watch my timing. I had enough hours to stay with him, order a meal, kill him, and prevent him from making a speech that night, which was already pre-announced. He was very tired and wanted to sleep. He was chewing a cigar, not an explosive one, and he laid down on the bed and said, Did you come here to kill me? Just like that. I was standing at the edge of the bed. I said, Yes, I wanted to see you. And he said, That's good. That's good. Castro asked if she was working for the CIA. I said, Not really. I work for myself. Then he leaned over, pulled out a, uh, pulled out his forty-five, and handed it to me. I flipped the chamber out and hit it back. He didn't even flinch. And he said, you can't kill me. Nobody can kill me. And he kind of smiled and chewed on his cigar. I felt deflated. He was so Which sure exploded. of me. <laughs> Nobody can kill me. He was so sure of me. He just grabbed me. We made love. I contemplated Whoa. staying to try talking to him later after his speech, but it would be too late because he rambles on for 8, 10 to 12 hours. That was the hardest part. I wanted him to beg me to stay, but he got dressed and left. I just sat there by myself a while. I left him a note. I told him that I would be back. What the fuck? My Isn't that God. mental? Isn't that absolutely insane? Uh, That's nuts. You go there with the plan of killing the man and you end up sleeping with him. That's literally, I think that's happened in like three James Bond films. Yeah, it's yes. really James Bond, isn't it? It's insane. You can't kill me. Uh, number six, the poison pen. In the early 1960s, the CIA made contact with a senior Cuban official known only as AM slash Lash. Each case officer testified that he did not ask AM Lash to assassinate Castro, the church committee report writes. The record clearly reveals, however, that both officers were aware of his desire to take such action. AM Lash asked for, and apparently received, a cache of highly powered rifles with scopes which he intended to use for an assassination. But the CIA also offered him a ballpoint pen rigged with a hypodermic needle so fine that the victim would not notice its insertion. Wow. Uh, apparently AM Lash did not think much of the device and complained the CIA surely could come up with something more sophisticated than that. Than a needle you can't even feel, hidden <laughs> Just... in a pen. Just doesn't give a shit, does he? Bit harsh. And finally, I think this is the most interesting one personally, character assassination through LSD-like drugs or de-bearding. Ooh. Oh. So these technically weren't attempts to kill Castro so much as discredit him and undermine his rule, but they're too strange to not include here. From March through August 1960, during the last year of the Eisenhower administration, the CIA considered plans to undermine Castro's charismatic appeal by sabotaging his speeches. According to the uh, 1967 report of the CIA's Inspector General, an official in the Technical Services Division recalled discussing a scheme to spray Castro's broadcasting studio with a chemical which produced effects similar to LSD, but the scheme was rejected by the... Uh, was rejected... Hang on... But the scheme was rejected by the chemical was unreliable. I think you can nice. see what, the, what he meant there. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, the TSD also experimented with dosing a box of cigars with a chemical producing temporary disorientation, which could lead to an embarrassing failed speech by Castro. The CIA Inspector General also found a plan to dust Castro's shoes with thallium salts, a strong depilatory? A strong depilatory that would cause his beard to fall out. It was supposed to be delivered to Castro when he was travelling abroad and left his shoes outside his hotel room to be shined. But when Castro cancelled the trip, the attempt was abandoned. And that is the final one Jeez, of the Louise. lot. Wow. 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was going to say, God, the fun the CIA used to have, but they're probably still doing oh, similar Looney Tunes level stuff. Even yeah. more insidious than ever before. Yeah, for sure. And they got, yeah, my God. That must have been a fun time to work there, though. How can we? How can we kill Castro? <laughs> Bomb cigar. <laughs> Infected um, jumpsuit. <laughs> Why how not? nefarious! <laughs> Stabby pen. No, no, no. That's too silly. You can't do that. More sophisticated, please. Come up with way better than that. Uh, the CIA is so like nefarious in that regard. I am actually a several year long. CIA sting operation to determine once and for all, Michael, if you uh, pissed in that drawer at your parents' house. <gasps> oh my god! And, and what have you learned so far? Uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> learned so much. Um, what did you put in the form, Ben? Tell me what you put in the form. <laughs> oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. You don't want to know. <laughs> but that's my thing. Some very bizarre ways that the CIA tried to take down Castro. Amazing. Nice. Incredible. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Would you like a question? Yes, yes please. This is from Connor Bennett at cbennett underscore 12, who says, what flavour is the vidiot cereal and what is the toy inside? Hmm. <laughs> oh, what flavour is the vidiot? I mean, banana seems too obvious, but that, that, just mm, because yellow, it's yellow. But yeah. that's, no, there's got to be some deeper, 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 Taste of neighbor's cat. Oh, <laughs> garlic? No, we don't want that. We want it to be palatable, but bearing in mind, bear in mind, sorry, that we can have that like whole grain shapes of something, and also oh. several different designs of marshmallows go in there too. So we can have all sorts going on in this bowl. Oh well, the mallows have short. I mean, not to just sound like a broken record, but it seems too perfect not to have blobby mallows, right? Pink. <laughs> Little yeah. Mr. Blobby shapes, mm-hmm. um, yes. sort of strawberry flavored, or well, just marshmallow flavored, really. Um, we could have a few varieties though, so we could have Blobby Blobby Mallows. Yeah, um, we could have maybe some in the shape of memory cards. Oh, cute! Yeah. Um, could we have um, vide- videos? Or, oh, or that, vi- I like vi- it. Vioits, vioitos, and you get the letters <laughs> V I O. T and S, but not a D. There's never a, there. There was a <laughs> a, mal, a manufacturing malfunction. Yeah. Oh man. Hmm. Do you, is it chocolatey? Does it turn the milk brown? I think it probably turns the milk a color that you weren't expecting. <laughs> turns the milk yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really know why. Oh, I'm thinking for the toy inside at least. Yeah. It's a mystery Hannah Montana item, so you have your own little possum tat. Oh, wow. It could be a copy of Han- Hannah Montana, the movie, the game. Yes. Or it could be a copy of Hanny- Hannah Montana, the movie, the game. But it's not in like the proper plastic case. It's in one of those little uh, paper sleeves like you used to get inside cereal boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and adding on to the possum tat thing, mm. half of the box is cereal. The other half is just random stuff that was found lying around in the factory and chucked in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some leaflets. Maybe there's a, a, a few actual Fruit Loops in there. We got sent some Fruit Loops, didn't we? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, still have um, those. So that's the toy. What about the what about the back though? Could we do a word search? Yeah, yeah, we could do a word search. Maybe um, every production cycle, there's a we include the final question for the audience at home to answer, and they can just uh, scribble on the back of the box. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, be cute. It also says best before 2019 on every box. <laughs> hey, oh, very excellent. Good. Maybe you can cut out a mask from the back and wear it. Like one of us yeah. three. There's different varieties, yeah. different different cereals. You've got to collect them all. Mm-hmm. Can like we just it. chuck in a DVD in there for for shits and giggles as well? You <laughs> this know, you box get... is absolutely packed with stuff. <laughs> There's no room, no room for, for the cereal. <laughs> it's just a box of shit we don't want anymore. <laughs> we could have done that, honestly, if we had the time to properly prepare. Yeah. We could have done a temporary i mean there's a chance that people it was too soon i think but there's a chance people could have gotten their own tat sent back to them but people could buy like a mystery <laughs> box of shit and we could have sold and gotten rid of all of our stuff yeah oh that would have been such a good use of it all yeah Aww. it would have been good well there we are i think we've done the what did you call it v v videitos videitos v- i think i actually just said Videos, videos, which is just videos. the word video, but with an no, I. T's not pronounced. I went quiet there because I spent so long going through words trying to think, what could I make into O's? And there's nothing there. Bensos? <laughs> no, that's no. Audios, maybe. Mm. Something. Um, come on, there's got to be yeah. something. It's, oh, it's really frustrating because I know there's something in there. Yeah. Um, flakes? No, there's nothing there. Um, bouquets, bouquet flakes. Oh no, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't want book flakes. Book flakes. <laughs> Peter, yes. Do you have a thing? I've got a thing right here. Um, it has an audio component as well, but it, unfortunately, we are, I'll just sh- shoot you a link in a minute. But uh, here we go. This is all about a uh, well, not a furry friend because he doesn't have fur, but a member of the animal kingdom. We're going to learn all about today. This is Nock, the beluga whale. Nock, spelt N-O-C, all capital letters, apparently. Everywhere it's written, it's always in all caps, which is a bit strange. Mm -hmm. So, Nock was a beluga whale who made human-like vocalizations. You might remember that I brought Hoover the talking seal very early on in the Podiat's days, who went, get over here. (laughs) Um, That's that's an old one. Uh, He was captured by Inuit hunters for the United States Navy in 1977 and lived in captivity until his death in 1999. I don't think the article gives more detail than that in terms of what he was going to be used for. But at the time, and perhaps I think still maybe, the Navy have used dolphins and whales for things like detecting underwater mines and, yeah, like underwater surveillance and stuff. So that is what he was captured for. Um... In 1984, researchers from the National Marine Mammal Foundation discovered his unusual ability to mimic the rhythm and tone of human speech. Beluga's human-like voices had been described in the past, but Nock's voice was the first to have been recorded. Nock was legally captured by Inuit hunters in 1977 as a juvenile. The name Nock is a play on no see Uh Oh. Let me just copy and paste the word no seams for you because it is the most vidiots looking word I've ever seen. No, no seams. <laughs> As oh, in the word no. Well, I'll give you the, So they're called no seams because they are midges. And I guess in some part of the world, they call them no seams because they're so small that you don't, you can't see them. Interesting. That's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, his the name Nock, N-O-C, is a play on no seams biting midges found in Manitoba where he was caught. Uh, he lived in captivity, captivity for 22 years until his death in 1999. His human-like vocalizations were first noticed in 1984 and stopped about four years later when he became sexually mature. There was some repeated stuff there because I, I read the intro and now we're on the actual bulk of the article. So, beluga whales have been called canaries of the sea and anecdotes of their capacity for mimicry have been reported in the past. For example, the first two scientists to study the calls of wild belugas wrote that, quote, occasionally the calls would suggest a crowd of children shouting in the distance. And keepers at the Vancouver Aquarium said that a 15-year-old beluga whale named Lugosi was able to speak his own name. However, Knox human-like calls were, to say again, the first of their kind to be recorded. Knox vocalizations were recorded and studied by a team of biologists from the NMMF, led by Sam Ridgway. In 1984, Ridgway and the others at, N- at the NMMF began to hear peculiar sounds coming from the whale and dolphin enclosure. They were reminiscent of two people talking in the distance. The words were just beyond the limit of comprehension. Later, a diver working in the enclosure came to the surface after he heard someone cry... Uh, sorry, so heard someone cry, out, out, out. Oh. That's creepy, isn't it? Why are they choosing the kind of creepy stuff to mimic, like children playing I know. And stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, so after he asked his colleagues who told me to get out, they realised it must have been Knock. They immediately began to record the sounds and reward him for the behaviour, teaching him to make them on command. Eventually, they installed a pressure sensor in his nasal cavity to better understand the mechanism by which the sounds were produced. According to Ridgway, quote, They were definitely unlike the usual sounds for a beluga and similar to human voices in rhythm and, acu- and acoustic spectrum. End quote. Uh, unlike humans who use the larynx to produce sounds, whales use their nasal tract. Data gathered from the pressure sensors indicated that Nock was using his nasal tract as well, although he altered his normal vocal mechanics. Uh, in particular, he overinflated his vestibular sac, which is normally used to prevent water from entering the lungs. You should go to a doctor if you overinflate yeah, <laughs> your vestibular. Your vestibular sac is overinflated. Uh, but yeah, he seems oh to no, purposely... Oh my be... vestibular sac's been hit! Sorry. <laughs> He's going against the usual beluga mechanics in order to make these sounds. So there is seemingly some kind of intention here. Um, and then it says at the end, Knox vocalizations were described during a conference in 1985 and in a 2012 paper by Ridgway et al., uh, which appeared in Current Biology Journal. So I'm now going to send you a link to this weird Capetia article. And embedded in the article is a player with a recorded sound of Knock. And okay. flip embrace yourself because it, well, I'm not even going to prime you, but when you guys are ready. Okay, I've got it paused. I'm I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one, play. Oh, <laughs> oh what? <laughs> oh. <sighs> That's so haunting. It sounds like um, it almost sounds like the vocalization of a very stressed cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, long, 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 long. Long. It's like someone 
playing a kazoo or something. <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds like the audio AI thing you brought a couple of weeks ago, Peter. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's making human sounds but not actual words. Yeah. That um, is that was I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. <laughs> no, it wasn't when I heard it it wasn't either. I just stumbled across this on a video the other day and I was like, okay, well they've got to bring that along, given that it's, you know, audio based as well. It's very podcast friendly. But I mean you obviously you have to keep in mind that this thing doesn't have lips or you know it's not able to to produce different kinds of phonemes so it's it's able to make the tone of human sound but then it's all just coming out of its open nose hole so it just is is all so i guess it's kind of similar to us humans trying to make different sounds without moving our lips or mouth or anything it's just yeah i guess so having your mouth agape and adjusting your your box until it sounds weird yeah yeah weird. <laughs> which is kind of what it sounds like because i was a bit cynical at first and i was like god i thought it was going to sound a bit more like a human to be honest but then having listened to it a few times i'm like well tonally it does like a human could get underwater and make a, a sound like that and you could play them side by side to someone who hadn't uh heard either and maybe you could fool some people as to which one was which so it's not it's not a million miles away but yeah creepy imagine if you were swimming in the sea and heard that or you know on a ship yeah um, well that's that's the siren's call isn't it well yeah i mean oh. it's as it said in this article you know it, it's something that has been it had been reported historically um it doesn't say how far back it goes but in the video i was watching about it it did say citation very much needed uh, but it said that there have been like really old sailors stories of them hearing like screaming children in the sea and, you know, they're like sailing through the fog in the middle of the ocean and then they hear a weird human-like noise and it is creepy. Yeah. And it, that may well have been beluga whales. So, oh, spooky. yeah, there you go. And that's it. Um, he So he lived until 19, uh, what did I say? 1999, 22 years old in captivity. Um, and that is the story of Nock, named for the no seems. No seems. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank um, you, Peter. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. Well, I think it's time we talk about the fact that there may or may not be some kind of shop, Michael. Mm, I think maybe there is a shop. Oh. Uh, if oh, if you navigate over to vidiotsofficial.com and click on that lovely little shop button, you will be greeted with a bountiful array of goodies which you can purchase, wear and or use, including t-shirts, mug, cap, hoodie, stickers. Whoa. It's all <laughs> popping off. And I don't know if we're going to announce anything for a little bit, but there is something new coming. So keep them peepers peeled because we've got something I think that is very special coming. So yeah, get ready for that. But in the meantime, go look at our other stuff. Yeah. Isn't it neat? Go on, go look at it. Avadeeks. That's vidiotsofficial.com. Thank you. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash vidiotsofficial. The Discord is vidiotsofficial.com forward slash Discord. Go say hello to like-minded podiot listeners and thank you to Tommy and Fleckers for modding that for us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Twitch.tv forward slash vidiotsofficial. I think I'm roughly penciled in to maybe do a stream next month in April. 
Um, well, hey. Ben's going to come visit and we're probably going to get really drunk and raise some money for charity. We'll let you know on the social medias and on the, the podiats beforehand. But uh, yeah, maybe soon, potentially. Amazing. Podiats.com. If you go there and donate £3 or more, you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and you join Pod Squad. Mikey, kick us off again, please. Sir Chickbee Dickin Cheeser, Alexa the Engineer, Donak 07. I'm Bastard Blobby, a slap in the jammy crumpet, the very miserly Mr. Generous. Mm. Tripped me up again, wow. I want want some crusher. There you go, get the full effect that time. Stephen Scordes, Lord Brotovich, Peter enjoys racist yoghurt, for real, have you seen this little fella and doing a gacy? Also, this is Caroline, please divorce. Margaret kills Mikey. Finn Tristam wants to lick Mikey's bumhole. Wussy pussy, pussy wussy, Mr. Macca. King Charles III, who was very generous. Thank you, Thank you. your highness. Uh, <laughs> is the past tense of slingshot, slang shat, question mark. And finally, we have blue poo dabba dee dabba die. Eat your wheater wigs. Happy birthday, Molly. I wipe my bum like Ben does. Freddy doesn't, though. B, stop clenching your arsehole. German robot lady. Tickle all pee-pee wee hee I dream of pegging Elmo's dad. Bartek Kubica bored Jornitza. Donate early to get fast crew. And German robot ladies nuts. Thank you, Podswad, for this week. Once again, podiots.com. Three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning of the show. We love you. Thank you so much. We love you. Uh, Michael, you. where are you on the internet? At Parrot Boy on Twitter is the best place to keep up with all my comings and goings. Go give it a look. Oh, congratulations on your donk success, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I want to announce I'm actually number two in the donk <gasps> chart That is now. huge. And by Ooh, the time this releases, you may be number one. I hope I'm number one. We'll you see. Well we'll be. see. I didn't know be, you uh, used to DJ, Mikey. You said you picked it back up again, implying yeah, that you've done it historically. <laughs> I used to um, DJ friends' parties and stuff and ah. um, had a good good year or two doing it. There, kind of lost interest. But now I'm back, baby, and playing really terrible music by all accounts, but <laughs> I like it. So. <laughs> hey, number two in the donk charts. The results can't don't lie. Number two, yeah. baby. <laughs> uh, Peter, where are we on the internet? Uh, we are at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude, both on Twitter, me on Instagram as well. Uh, and you can also see us together, along with Ashton Matthews, at Team Triple Jump on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Twitch, where we are doing videos and live streams and loads of stuff. So go and watch it. Yes. If you want. I've also skipped over the bit that you normally do as well, Peter, which is what was out on Vidiots this week, five years ago. I've got it right here. Dark Souls Backwards Controller Challenge. Oh, yes. Piece of cake. Nice. Uh, worst games ever. CSI: Three Dimensions of Murder. Nathan Ackerman. Wait, sorry, was the was the Dark Souls one the first piece of cake? Uh, uh, maybe. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, I don't think we. I, I don't so think I did I, one last for time. Yeah. I saw, yeah, yeah, I think it was. It oh, was. Um, cute. Nice. I guess uh, a lot of these will be first, won't they? Now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. there again. Uh, Nathan Ackerman, Fine Art Studio. Worst games ever. We went to a cardboard arcade. That was mm, good. Cute. Vidiots are now sponsored by Turtle Beach, a very serious ad. Very serious. 
memory cards for February the 26th. Bully, Pokemon Stadium, Star Wars Rebellion. Uh, Person tap number three, we were finally sent the game. GTA, the bus that couldn't slow down challenge, piece of cake. In the spotlight, Moss, uh, plus a code giveaway. Oh, Skyrim Zoo, chapter one, a new beginning. Oh, man. Dog. In the spotlight, Kingdom Come Deliverance. I was disappointed by that game when it finally came out. Yep. Five. Yeah, Sorry, carry on, Mikey. No, as I say, I remember you being very excited for that. And then, yeah, it was mm. a letdown. Yeah, oh. Just a bit bogged down, it was, unfortunately. But, yeah. Uh, a vid- uh, five video game characters who are total assholes off camera. Vidiot's Patreon and podcast announcement. Uh, when are we going up to the 7th? Memory cards for March the 5th. Uh, Yoshi, Tomb Raider, and Super Smash Bros. Podiat's episode 1. Hi, Evelyn. Uh, hi, Evelyn. Hey. It's uh, Robert. Went out on the 6th of March, so yesterday at time of release. Happy wow. birthday, Podiat. We did it. Oh. Five years yeah. old. Fucking hell. Amazing. Jesus wept. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, and that's actually it. That's the last thing because the next one's March the eighth. So brilliant. There we go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, us. Hey, look at us. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Who'd have thought? Not me. No, certainly not me either. <laughs> Why not leave us a five star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We'd really appreciate it. That's free. That doesn't cost any money, and you'd be supporting us in the process. And that is your lot. What is the final question before we fuck off? What's your favourite form of potato? Mm. I feel like we've asked or answered this before, but I was just literally checking in again. I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, I want potato, but what form of potato do I want? So I want to know what form of potato you like to have. Mm. Okay, good question. Croquettes? Croquettes? Is that what they're called? Yeah, Yeah. croquettes. Waffles? So many options. Mm. Waffly bits as well. Grids it's all good. good stuff though it is potatoes are great right we're gonna go now thanks so much for listening we'll be back in a couple of weeks time you look after yourselves bye 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 bye